the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I have a lovely woman with me. Her name is Milan Shamble, and she has a very interesting story. She's a vocalist. And I'm just thrilled to get started with her. Milan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Great. I am up, awake, ready to go. That's a good thing. That's always a good thing. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. So we're going to get started at the beginning. How did you get involved with music? So my start with music kind of begins how I think a lot of people actually begin. I thought as a child that everyone could sing. I thought, I didn't think that there is, uh, I didn't really think too much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until I had auditioned for a school, a middle school play and got the lead in it that anybody in my family, one knew I could sing (laughs) or even (laughs) I knew that my voice was at a different texture Mm -hmm. or something a little bit uh, more oomph, uh, yeah. if you will, um, than uh, other people in my class. So I kind of got wow. started with uh, just randomly auditioning for a school play, and then it just kind of has tumbled wow. into what it became. Wow. So does anyone else in your family sing, or are they musicians, or how are you exposed um, to music? I do have a lot. I feel like my family has a very good ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do have family members that can like sing well, but we weren't, we always grew up listening to music mm-hmm. um, at our dinner table. There was always a record going or um, my grandparents usually played like some kind of Louis Prima or oh, something, wow. something in the background yeah. that was, um, I don't know. It, it harbors a lot of memories for mm-hmm. me, um, certain standards and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I don't know if anybody that 
is in my family that try to do it professionally. Yeah, yeah. Just having that exposure is so valuable as a child because you don't even realize it's just kind of seeping into your pores. And then, it, yeah, and it, my mom is one of eight. So then we oh, had yeah. my like rock and roll aunts and uncles. Then we had <laughs> our uh, aunts and uncles that listened to like like bluegrass and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, we had uh, such an eclectic um, ear for music growing up that I think really has rubbed off on me and my sound today. I think um, so too. It, it, that that exposure to so many different styles and genres really does inform your personal style. It really does. And and it makes it, um, I mean, you only kind of know what you're able to reference, right? So um, if you're able to know like a Johnny Cash song and versus a James Brown kind of song, they're both soul music. You know what I mean? It's just the way that you take the nuances from this nuances from this, and then you can kind of mesh it together as your own. That, um, I I think it's really, really wonderful. Um, and I'm privileged that I had the experience of that growing up with such a big family. That's wonderful. That's (laughs) wonderful. So, You were a contestant on American Idol. That is so exciting. So tell us how that came about for you. It was a couple of years ago, um, but it was such a weird time in my life looking back um, because I had just graduated from FAU, Florida Atlantic. Mm -hmm. We're in the Sweet 16, (laughs) go Owls. uh, for March Madness, but, uh, yeah, so I just graduated from FAU with an interdisciplinary arts degree. Um, and at that time in, I kind I knew I wanted to pursue music. I had a band and then we were performing around a lot in South Florida, but some of the guys were graduating uh, a little bit earlier than I was. So they were going off to do their thing once mm-hmm. they had graduated. And, um, it, I was, my graduation was coming up. And so my mom basically told me like, you have two options. (laughs) You can get a corporate job immediately uh, when you get home. Or I do know on your way, um, going from South Florida to Bradenton in the middle, there was um, a cattle call audition that was uh, in Orlando. So I would have been cutting through and it really wouldn't have um, taken too much time. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why don't you just audition and see what happens? And wow. I was like, I think at first I was like, those shows aren't for me. I was very anti singing shows, mm-hmm. but, um, I auditioned and it was crazy. It was, um, I, we were outside most of the audition wow. and it was, um, it was just like a lot of chaos, but mm-hmm. like, in making it towards each round, you're just kind of like, whoa, is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> so how much so, time did you spend doing that? I mean, what, what was the actual audition process like? Um, I don't know the exact number, but I had someone in a past interview tell me that I waited out there 13 hours. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it, it, it is grueling, but it... I think that whole experience kind of tests your mind of Mm -hmm. being like, okay, like I'm here. 
I can literally easily go home and leave and yeah. go get Chipotle on my way home. <laughs> but um, you're waiting in line for a long time. So yeah. I was waiting by myself. I didn't have my family with me because yeah. um, they were working. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't able to, like, have someone leave the line and, like, go get me a meal or oh go get me Oh, my gosh. So you so were I there for little- 13 hours without eating? Well, I did, I did eventually, I think somewhere in the middle of it, I was able to eat because of the way that they did the certain, um, rounds. I see. Like they were able to give breaks in between Mm -hmm. the rounds. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was able to eat and plus I did pack like a little baby cooler to carry around with me. That was smart. So, um, I was rationing, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, so that process was very, um, you're just waiting in line. You're singing the best song that you can think of that shows up your voice, but within a 45 seconds kind wow. of countdown scenario. And um, uh, it's, it's a lot of pressure, but I think like if you think about it as, okay, what kind of artist am I? What kind of artist am I going to be on this show? Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you think about it in a way to where you're like, okay, this song shows off my voice and my styling the best. Mm-hmm. It's not even that you have to be super belty or super this. Like, you just have to really show who you are. Yes, yes. And um, I think, and that's why I kind of say it was like such a weird time in my life because I feel like I was finally finding my voice mm-hmm. um and finding what makes my voice different around that time period yes um and so I think I sang like an Adele and a Justin Bieber song the first two rounds and then um uh, it but even that I really don't have I have a lot of Adele in my sets but I don't really have like a lot of Justin Bieber but mm-hmm. I was able to make the song kind of my own and that's yeah. the only reason I showcased it and it was a modern yeah. song yeah then from there you went and saw um basically after that day you went and saw um the big judges and yeah. that was uh in Savannah and yeah it was it was that was the whole experience wow. as well wow mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So then once you once you did that, now, first of all, when you say the big judges, who were your big judges? Um, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and um, Luke Bryan. Kind of nice. Yeah. Wow. Lionel was so kind, and so was Katy. Even though my episode, it, the way that it sh- showcases uh, or was edited, it makes Katy Perry seemed a little like sassy towards me, but she really oh. wasn't. She was, I, I think she was trying to help me out being like, is yes. this the song you want to sing? Yes. I watched and, the um, video. I watched and I the was video. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't yeah. know. So yeah. um, she, she ended up like, uh, she was just trying to sh- tell me like sing the best possible song that's going to yes. showcase your voice. Yes. The way it's edited, it sounds a little snarky but it really yeah. wasn't received that way towards yeah well that's good that's good you know I watched I watched the video and I didn't <laughs> find it to be snarky I I found it to be um that she was intending to be helpful you know is this the best song you sang stand by me uh-huh. the, the Ben I e. King song which is kind of repetitive and you know it, it's an it's a wonderful song 
but it's yeah. it's not really a song that that most singers are going to really feature their voices with. It's not vocally challenging. Right. It's not. Right. <laughs> however, not however, I uh, have to say that the way you sang it was spectacular. It was spectacular. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And so, I owe a lot of that to um, the the musical pr directors and producers that were there at the time. Yeah. Because I was scrambling. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I do think that um, I I. I don't know what the show's like today. I don't know what it's like to go into the room because I just only have like my personal experience from yeah. that year. It may mm -hmm. be different. There may be different production. There may be different, a lot of things. I just know that for me, I wasn't, I, I was so anti those shows mm -hmm. and then having the experience of being on American Idol and just going round per round trying to see like, okay, like, actually, I want to win this. Like, I actually want to <laughs> right. see how good I can do in yeah. this situation. Mm -hmm. It was like a Hollywood 101 kind of crash course for me in knowing how a lot of television works, a lot of how mm -hmm. music works, uh, mm -hmm. how the industry works, how um, there, there's people that make a living out of doing those shows and right. like have had crazy opportunities come from it. Yes. Um, I still have opportunities come from just going to Hollywood week. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would, I would, even though you may not like how your outcome turns out, mm -hmm. I do think it's a good experience for any artist. If you're just getting your bearings or, uh, just starting out and, you just put a band together, just see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. With yeah. a show like that. Because, yeah. I mean, the worst that can happen is they're like, no, come back again next year. Yeah. And then you do the same thing. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. It doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. doesn't hurt to try. Correct. So so what advice would you give to young singers, not necessarily wanting to do American Idol, but for their careers, what advice would you give them to get out there and to make a go of it? Gig, 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 <laughs> because I, I've had the weirdest gigs. I had gigs What I, I've been doing this since I was, I, I would say professionally performing since I was 18 mm -hmm. and I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. So, um, over 10 years and I have had gigs that have made me want to cry and ball <laughs> up in a corner and go home and be like, I'm quitting tomorrow. Like I'm never doing this again. Yeah. And I've had gigs to where, um, this past year I just performed the Florida state fair with my band wow. and for like a week and to be in something that of that caliber and that magnitude, mm -hmm. um, with my guys was like so it was so surreal because wow. all of the bad gigs line up to those really great weeks of yes. um bigger gigs and That's right. like a huge crowd and um I think there's always you're always gonna learn how to navigate either gonna have production and um technicalities that go wrong like your equipment shutting off on you mid song <laughs> and you're belting a note. And like, what do you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it keeps you thinking on your toes. And I don't think anybody is big enough 
in any capacity for any gig. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes um, just performing happy birthday for someone yeah. that's in like a restaurant. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I think every little moment adds up to the big moment. Yes. So that would be my strongest advice is get out there, get yourself like, even if it's a, like a Fendo, Fender Passport, something that mm-hmm. you can carry around with you, Yeah. just plug your mic in, have some backing tracks going. I mean, I've made great money doing stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, however you can get your foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Knock, I, I absolutely knock on, <laughs> knock on it and kick it down. Yes, I exactly. absolutely <laughs> agree with you and don't get discouraged. I think that is yeah. such a, such an important thing because, because things are not always going to be the way you want them to be. They're not, you know, you're not always going to get the gigs that you want or, you know, have, have it be that special moment in the sun. As you're saying, there are going to be some icky things that make you want to ball up in a corner and go home and never sing again. But you've just got to hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything? You never notice the amount of people. um, I've had people that have come to the state fair or come Mm -hmm. to my, I do a festival this uh, weekend in my hometown of Bradenton, Sarasota area. It's called Hometown Fest. And there's people that stick with your journey mm-hmm. from the terrible gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had two people come out to my recent gigs and they're like, we remember you oh. when you performed at this venue and this venue. That's and great. I was like, oh my gosh, please erase. If I can have a <laughs> men in black memory eraser thing, I would have done it in that moment. Cause I was like, I, that was, those were some hard times. <laughs> But it's funny how people, they, they look for you and look for your journey and see how they can continue following you. Yes. Um, and that in of itself, like you have two fans for life, you know? That's right. So. Yeah, you're building a fan base. And that's uh-huh. that's what it's about. You know, people who are the fans when you're not doing so well, you know, imagine yeah. when you're doing well, of course they're going to be fans. They genuinely love what you do. So uh-huh. that is, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about your journey or advice or just anything else or what's coming up for you? Um, yes, actually. Uh, so I have started, I've always been songwriting. Um, I've always been in the studios throughout the years. My issue was that I didn't really know what genre I wanted to release music with. Mm-hmm. So I was working with R&B producers I was working I have like a couple country pop records that I worked on I have a couple of like soul album things so I think I finally understand my sound where I'm going and so I am working on an EP that I hope to release I'm gonna release little I'm gonna release little songs as I go just because I know a lot of people have been waiting for Mm -hmm. my original music Mm -hmm. um so yeah I just wanted to say that uh I am in the studio I am writing so uh I'm looking forward to that because that's a whole other beast to tackle when it comes to being a vocalist and an artist is the studio yeah (laughs) that's right or your biggest enemy um Yeah. Because but, it's literally you, the mic, and the engineer right. at the end of the day. So, right. um, But the more that you yeah, do I, it, the better you get at it. The more that you do correct. it, as with anything, yes. you know, the better you get at it. 
Yes. So um, I'm excited about that because I think songwriting is such a, it's, it's kind of a little, like my little gift to myself a mm-hmm. lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it gets, when you release a song, people don't recognize that you're like letting your thoughts be mm-hmm. put into this computer and then like, become data yeah it's like uh what was this doesn't sound like a hit but this sounds like a this and you're just like I'm just talking about like (laughs) writing a song about a dog or whatever (laughs) and uh it becomes something else so that is like the vulnerable part about it that I think I feel I don't fear as much anymore um Mm -hmm. but yeah I'm I'm excited about it I think um, I've shared some songs with certain people and um, I, I mean, of course my mom's going to like my songs and she, <laughs> she has some on her phone um, and she's like, just put this song out. But uh, yeah, we're, we're slowly but surely getting there and I'm like more focused on making like just like a soulful sounding album mm-hmm. instead of the nuances of being like, I'm a this artist, I'm a this artist. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. and playing that game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. It's exciting. Let me know, you know, where people can hear your music. We certainly will put all of that in our show notes so that people can uh, follow you. I am on iTunes okay. for my, um, past release songs. Okay. Um, and then I, uh, you can find me on Instagram at more Milan, M Y L O N. It's like nylon with an M. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Milan Shamble. Um, yeah, I Wonderful. post a lot of where I'm going to be, upcoming shows, upcoming like songs that are coming out. It'll all be on my social media. So Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We will definitely put your information in the show notes and encourage people to follow you. You're very talented, and I am wishing you much, much continued success. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, Milan. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. Good news! We're partnering! The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the Natscast Network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. 
We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.